0: Hello, this is RJ Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States opinion syllabus in Animal Science Products Incorporated versus Hebe Welcome Pharmaceutical. Certiorate to the United States Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit. Argued April 24, 2018. Decided June 14, 2018. Petitioners U.S.-based purchasers of vitamin C filed a class action suit alleging that four Chinese corporations that manufacture and export the nutrient, Chinese sellers, including the two respondents here, had agreed to fix the price and quantity of vitamin C exported to the United States in violation of Section 1 of the Sherman Act. The Chinese sellers moved to dismiss the complaint on the ground that Chinese law required them to fix the price and quantity of vitamin C exports, thus shielding them from liability under U.S. antitrust law. The Ministry of Commerce for the People's Republic of China filed an amicus brief in support of the motion, explaining that it is the administrative authority authorized to regulate foreign trade, and stating that the alleged conspiracy in in restraint of trade was actually a pricing regime mandated by the Chinese government. The U.S. purchasers countered that the ministry had identified no law or regulation ordering the Chinese seller's price agreement, highlighted a publication announcing that the Chinese sellers had agreed to control the quantity and rate of exports without government intervention, and presented supporting expert testimony. The district court denied the Chinese seller's motion to, in relevant part, concluding that it did not regard the ministry's statement as conclusive, particularly in light of U.S. purchasers' evidence. When the Chinese sellers subsequently moved for summary judgment, the ministry submitted another statement, reiterating its stance, and the U.S. purchasers pointed to China's statement to the World Trade Organization that it had ended its export administration of vitamin C in 2002. The court denied this motion as well. The case was then tried to a jury, which returned a verdict for the U.S. purchasers. The Second Circuit reversed, holding that the District Court erred by denying the Chinese seller's motion to dismiss the complaint, when a foreign government whose law is in contention submits an official statement on the meaning and interpretation of its domestic law, the court concluded, federal courts are bound to defer to the foreign government's construction of its own law. Whenever that construction is reasonable, inspecting only the ministry's brief and the sources cited therein, the court found the ministry's account of Chinese law reasonable. The Supreme Court held reversed and remanded. A federal court determining foreign law under Federal Rule of Civil Procedure 44.1 should accord respectful consideration to foreign government submission, but the court is not bound to accord conclusive effect to the foreign government's statement. Rule 44.1 fundamentally changed the mode of determining foreign law in federal courts. Before adoption of the rule, in 1966, a foreign nation's laws had to be proved as facts. See Talbot v. Seaman. In contrast, oh, sorry, Rule 44 in contrast, specifies that the court's determination of foreign law must be treated as a ruling on a question of law, and that it, in ascertaining foreign law, courts are not limited to materials submitted by the parties but may consider any relevant material or source. Appellate review as is true of domestic law determinations is de novo. The purpose of these changes was to align, to the extent possible, the process for determining alien law and the process for determining domestic law. Neither Rule 44.1 nor any other rule or statute addresses the weight a federal court determining foreign law should give to the views presented by a foreign government, in the spirit of international comedy. Société Nationale Industrial Aérospeciale versus United States District Court for the Southern District of Iowa and a federal court should carefully consider a foreign state's views about the meaning of its own laws. The appropriate weight in each case, however, will depend on the circumstances. The federal court is neither bound to adopt the foreign government's characterization, nor required to ignore other relevant materials. No single formula or rule will fit all cases. But relevant considerations include the statement's clarity thoroughness and support, its context and purpose, the transparency of foreign legal system, the role and authority of the entity or official offering the statement, and the statement's consistency with foreign government's past positions. Judged in this light, the Second Circuit's unyielding rule is inconsistent with Rule 44.1 and tellingly with this Court's treatment of analogous submissions from states' of the United States. If the relevant state law is established by a decision of the state's highest court, that decision is binding on the federal courts. Wainwright v. Good. But views of the state's attorney general, while attracting respectful consideration, do not garner controlling weight. Arizonans for official English v. Arizona. Furthermore, because the second circuit riveted its attention on the ministry's submission it did not address evidence submitted by the us purchasers the court also misperceived the pre-rule 44-1 decision of the united states versus pink under the particular circumstances of that case this court found conclusive a declaration from a from the government of the russian socialist federal soviet republic on the extraterritorial effect of a decree nationalizing assets. The declaration was obtained by the United States through official diplomatic channels. There was no indication that the declaration was inconsistent with the Russian government's past statements, and the declaration was consistent with expert evidence in point. The Second Circuit expressed concern about reciprocity. But the United States has not historically argued that foreign courts are bound to accept its characterizations, or precluded from considering other relevant sources. International practice is also inconsistent with the Second Circuit's rigid rule. The decision is vacated and remanded. Justice Ginsburg delivered the opinion for a unanimous court. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to join a discussion related to this or any other decisions, Please find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash SCOTUS Slip. Thank you.